Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Our next guest says that thieves, terrorists, and other bad guys are using our computers, smartphones, medical devices, and more to rip us off and harm us. Mark Goodman is a former police officer and currently a cybercrime expert and founder of the Future Crimes Institute. He's author of Future Crimes, Inside the Digital Underground and the Battle for Our Connected World. Mark, modern technology is great, but you say it's making all of us vulnerable in unforeseen ways. What are some of the specific threats you've uncovered? Well, all of us have an idea of what a computer looks like, right? Years ago, we used to have those big gray boxes under our desk in the office and in our homes. But slowly but surely, every physical object in our world is becoming a computer. So our televisions have become smart TVs. Our phones have become smartphones. Our cars are becoming self-driving and have computer chips in them. And the challenge with this is as insecure as our desktop and laptop computers are, these new objects that we are connecting to the Internet are even less secure. And most folks don't understand the risk. But there is one group who understands the risk quite well, and that's organized criminals. They are ready, set, go to go ahead and take advantage of all of the vulnerabilities in these technologies and use them against us. So give us an example of how, you know, an average citizen might get harmed through this process. Well, we see a lot of stuff now in the stores about the smart home, right? And so our home routers are entirely hackable. The main gateways to our home, somebody could hack one of those devices, get onto your network, put further viruses on your machines, keystroke loggers, steal your identity, get access to your bank accounts, reach out to your children without your knowledge or permission, steal photographs of them, attempt to lure them over the Internet. So once you get into the technological network, it's just a foothold to carry out any type of offense you want. In the old days, we just had to protect our computers. But now, more and more devices are in our home, the so-called era of the smart home. We saw evidence of this all around us at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And there, for example, smart TVs that were on display had been hacked. So a bad guy, even if your computer is more secure, can break in through your television. They can break in through the smart light bulb. They can break break in through your garage door opener, or they can break in through your digital thermostat. So the more connections we have, the more vulnerable we are. Aside from the average Joe getting hacked, what about our utilities and our government systems? Are they vulnerable as well? Very much so. The U.S. government, for all its ability to go ahead and allegedly hack other countries, it's done a very poor job of defending itself. We read stories in the news all the time about the U.S. Department of Defense being hacked, military plans being stolen, the Office of Personnel Management losing 22 million national security records. So the government is really in tough shape in that it can't protect itself. We have a bigger challenge, though, which is that most of the critical infrastructure that run this country are all in the hands of the private sector. That means our electrical grids, water, sewage, power plants of all different shapes and sizes, air traffic control, 911 systems, all of those critical infrastructures are run by computers. And there has never been built a computer that could not be hacked. It's just a matter of time energy, and available funds to carry out the attack. 
The challenge with this is that because our modern society runs entirely on computers, if those computers are hacked, it can wreak havoc on our world. And the threat is not just theoretical. We've seen hacks against critical infrastructures going back for years. There was a teenager many years ago who took over an airport in Worcester, Massachusetts, and was able to turn off the runway lights at nighttime as the plane was coming in to land. We have had a other teenage hacker in Poland who hacked a railway and was able to cause a train to derail. And just most recently in the battle between Ukraine and Russia, we've seen a number of cyber attacks in which Russia allegedly carried out hacks that caused blackouts throughout Ukraine and even attacked the airport in Kiev to get access to the country's national air traffic control system. Wow. What about our cars? I understand those can also be vulnerable to hackers. How does that work? Well, our modern automobiles today have nothing in common with the 67 Chevy. That used to be a mechanical device. Now, cars have slowly transformed themselves into computers. On average, each modern automobile, meaning cars that have come out in the past 10 years, have over 100 computer chips in them. They control everything from the global positioning navigation to the airbags to the ABS brakes to the radio, your power windows, everything, windshield washer, everything is controlled via a computer. And like all other computers, they can be hacked. And we more recently in St. Louis had a hacker remote control take over somebody else's car over the internet. Two hackers who are experts in hacking cars were able to disable a Jeep Grand Cherokee as it was driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour. The car was remotely disabled, its systems were taken over, and the driver, no matter what he did, could not restart the vehicle. It put him in tremendous danger because as he was stuck in the number one lane, 18-wheelers are zooming by, leaving him in quite a dangerous position. That one particular hack led to Jeep having to recall 1.4 million cars to do a software patch upgrade. So we're used to upgrading the software on our computers and now even our phones and our web browsers. But in the future, you will have to patch the software on your car, your refrigerator, your microwave oven. That's the world we're facing. We're talking with Mark Goodman, author of Future Crimes Inside the Digital Underground in the Battle for Our Connected World. Mark, what can the average person do or what should we be expecting government to do to protect us in these situations? Well, I think citizens should demand much, much more of their government. You know, we have great systems in place to protect us personally and from a national security perspective, right? If we had a tank come over the Bering Strait or a Chinese warship cross the Pacific and attack San Francisco, we have mechanisms in place to protect ourselves against that. And yet every day, bits and bytes that are attacking the United States are coming from those countries and others. And the U.S. government has done very little, not only to protect itself, but certainly to protect American business. There's tremendous amount of intellectual property that is being stolen and sent overseas via cyber attacks. On the personal front, the police also have traditionally protected us from crime, right? If somebody spray-painted your house or spray-painted your car or stole money at gunpoint, we could call 911 and we would get service. But every day, 
Hundreds of thousands of bank accounts are being emptied around the world. Identity thefts are being committed. And since most of these bad guys are overseas, citizens are left to fend for themselves. And frankly, I find that deplorable because we all pay good taxes to be protected from these sorts of crimes. So the bottom line is citizens are on their own. But in my book, Future Crimes, and on my website, futurecrimes.com, I've listed a whole number of tips that you can take to protect yourself. In fact, I created something called the Update Protocol, which is six simple steps that people can follow, things involving passwords, encryption, updating your software. And the good news is is that if users take those six simple steps, they can actually reduce their cyber risk by 85%, according to a study by the Australian government. Well, the book is Future Crimes Inside the Digital Underground in the Battle for Our Connected World. Mark Goodman is the author, and you can learn more at futurecrimes.com. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. The pleasure was mine. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.